the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you. At 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Good morning. Rob Black and your money. Talking all things financial. Money investing and more. Show dedicated to getting you to retirement. One day at a time. Happy day to you. Hopefully the investment community is treating you well. There's little components that you have to learn along the way to become a successful investor. One of the biggest ones is don't get in over your head. Don't get caught behind. Do things when you're younger versus later in life. And know that when you are behind, the worst thing you can do is to panic. That will only make things worse. There's no sector of investing that's bulletproof. There's no style of investing that's bulletproof. You're doomed to underperform the more you chase last year's winners. You're doomed for a fall when you start assuming that things will always work out well for you. Thus, quit trying to be right. Play the game. You can easily look around and see people consuming things. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think investing can be easier than you need it to be as long as you're smart about it. You think people will be drinking Coca-Cola? Mint made orange juice? Tropicana? Pepsis? Water? Bottled water. Greatest investment of all time. Let's go to the tap, turn it on, fill it up. And, uh... Charge a big dollar for it. A big premium. Oh. The funny things you could see out there, right? So as an investor, you got to learn to like, stop being silly. At the end of the day, the issue isn't indexing versus active management. It's cost. You can get to retirement numerous ways. you got to know who the management is in your mutual funds. Just like, you know, uh, you know who the management is of your baseball team. Is one manager better than the other? A lot of people would think so.
things you can do. You got to keep your costs down. One of the things that I do with money in retirement is I approach it as I have to fund my retirement first, then I fund my mortgage, then I fund my lifestyle. That's just me. I'm not quite sure what, what floats your boat, so to speak. I've seen some of the biggest mistakes. I've done some of the biggest mistakes. For instance, my dad died of cancer, and you know I got caught up in investing in a company tied towards cancer. What do I know about cancer? Right? It's not like I could bring them back. Oh, what else do we have to talk about? So there's something called personal finance. And I think this is a personal finance show. When you have a relationship you bring in to the world a cat or a dog, there's cost. A relationship is a wonderful thing with another human being. It's loving, it's sweet, it's nurturing. But there's cost savings in a relationship until you start adding to the family. A dog is easily, easily $100,000 in this day and age. A child is easily $300,000. Isn't that crazy to think about? Like, putting a cost on an animal, putting a cost on a child... Now, you can have a dog that's in the backyard all the time that's eating the minimalist food, and it'll be less than 100000 but I doubt it. We nickel and dime ourselves, and that's the thing that I, I'm getting at here in this segment, is that things do add up slowly. Now, you could either you know, deny it, you can invest in it, you can do something about it, You know, in the last couple of years, there's uh, the information. It, it can be kind of costly. For instance, in my county, there's an emergency alert system that they'll send you text messages or emails like, "Hey, there was a there was a Mexican-looking man on the street who was knocking on doors to see if anyone is home. We think he was probably trying to break in." And I sort of got the, the message goes, "There was a Mexican-looking man," and that's an emergency alert system, right? So you know what I see is people go out and they start buying fake stickers. Like this house secured by monitoring system. People go out and buy fake cameras. Now again, that's not something they would typically do. That's one of the problems is that people, you know, they panic. They think they have to buy something. You go into a dollar store and you're like, hmm. You know what's good in the dollar store? Candy. That's what's good in the dollar store. Mungo like candy. I love candy. I miss Mongo. Dead or alive? Dead. We miss poor Mongo. So anyway, um, what else do we have to throw out there? So adoption's expensive. Children's expensive. Everything's expensive. Again, it gets back to you automatically have to save for retirement. You have no choice about it. Because here's what retirement looks like. Trailer park, Jerry Springer, cat food, if you're just counting on Social Security. Now, some of you weren't exactly the high school types with good grades. 
So you chose not to go to college. This is one of the curses of going to college. That marginal person who went to college who's not really good enough to create a career, but yet they have a college degree, while the people who weren't good enough to go to college in high school, they went off to like work for the DMV. The DMV is going to be giving them a bread of retirement than the guy who went to a college and did marginally okay. You really have to become a leader and entrepreneur, if not in the business world, at least in your mind. You have to treat your investments, you have to treat your portfolio with respect. You have to treat your retirement with like the utmost importance. Is a pension going to be enough? You hope so. You still need to have emergency savings. You still need to have some sort of savings to draw upon in case your pension's not enough. We don't take very good care of our retirees in this nation. Some of them better than others. Some of them better than others. You know, a lot of people look at firemen and they go, ah, firemen, they get a great, they get a great retirement package. And they can retire when they're like 50 because they've been working since they're 20, right? But they also die a lot earlier because they've been breathing in toxic chemicals and smoke and horrific things. I want to trade years on this planet for early retirement. Although they do pull good, good-looking women. Firemen do pull the best-looking women. What's up with you women who are attracted to firemen? Is it the career? Is it the fact that he's going to die early? He's going to get his money? What is it? I'm all bitter now. I'm starting off in a good mood. Give us Rob Black and your money. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Always have seminars coming up around the corner. You can find out more about me at robblack.com. It's Rob Black. Drop of 0.4%. That's a Bloomberg Market Minute. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, invested in more. I don't know if you remember elementary school, high school. High school was a pretty awkward time for most of us. Even if we were gifted and talented, it was still pretty awkward. I remember the kids who were always trying to cheat. I'm like, you're cheating off the wrong guy. I didn't study last night. And they're like, thanks for telling me. Thanks, thanks, thanks. And then, like, start stretching their neck the other direction. Come test time, people are always sitting next to the smartest person. It never really tends to work out. Same thing with investing. If you think someone like Jim Cramer is going to be able to give you the gift of knowledge that's going to make you transcend, or Robert Kiyosaki. The funny thing is, I have some respect for you if you're listening to Jim Cramer. I have no respect for you if you're listening to Robert Kiyosaki. I don't have a lot of respect for business coaches either. 
Just so you know. I have no respect for people who are under 40 driving a BMW and don't have at least $200,000 saved in a retirement account. But cheating and trying to catch up fast very, very rarely works. Do you remember, like, you'd be like, yeah, you know you have a test coming up on Friday. It's a spelling test. The teacher gives you the 20 words in elementary school. And you don't even start studying until, like, Friday morning on the bus ride. Do kids take buses anymore? You know what I'm surprised to learn is that most high schools don't have lockers anymore. Because the upkeep on them, the maintenance of them is too expensive. Like, I'm so out of touch. I am so out of touch. Um, 529 plans are ways for families to save money for their children to go to college. It's a great concept, right? One of the first things I talked about in this hour was... You know, dogs cost $100,000. Children cost $300,000 to raise in their lifetime. Probably more if you think about how many people are living at home. But one of the mistakes we make is that we're raising our kid and we're like, i got to send my kid to college. So we aggressively think, i got to send my kid to college, got to send my kid to college. And it's a little bit of a mistake in the sense that you can pay for their college with your 401k. You can pay for your kid's college with grants and loans. You can pay for your kid's college. You can give them a gift of money. You can say, I'm giving you a gift of money. You don't have to save money in a 529 plan. Now, I've got a friend who is a gorgeous, wonderful, beautiful woman. She's a photographer, and she had a baby out of wedlock. But she lives with baby daddy. It's kind of like a marriage, but she knows she doesn't really love the man enough to put a ring on it. Eventually, I think she'll probably get married, but she's not saving enough for retirement. She's not saving enough for kids' college. Her kid's not going to go to college. Not funded by her, at least. Not funded by baby, maybe by baby daddy daddy? Granddaddy? But she didn't grow up in a, you know, a family-type scenario where there's a lot of retirement money instilled in values. So... She's going to be put in a situation where her kid will probably go to a community college like she did for a couple of years and then basically get married and have a kid. And it's a brutal cycle. Um, a 529 plan allows you to save money for your kid's college, and I think they're oversold, which is brutal of me to say because listen to what I just said. I wouldn't dare think about having a child without sending him to college. I wouldn't dare think about it. So with that said... 529 plans are allow you to save money for your kids. It allows you to have the money grow tax-deferred, come out tax-free. But at the same time, I think it's a product that's made up to get us involved. Like, you watch the Super Bowl with your sugar. Your sugar booger watches one football game a year with you. It's the Super Bowl. She wants to watch the commercials. So there's a commercial about with a baby. And the baby's, like, brought in the world. Dad's happy and mom's happy. It's not a Cialis commercial. It's not a Viagra commercial. That would be a totally different type of happiness, and it wouldn't involve a child, right? So the baby comes to the world, and like next thing you see, the baby graduated in high school. The next thing you see, the baby graduated in college. And then it's like, fidelity, 529 plans. 
save for your kid's college. You know, you can gift them money. You can, you, you can take a loan out on your house and do it that way. You can do a refinance. You can do a second mortgage. You don't have to save money in your kid's name in a 549. It's, it's a great thing for people who are wealthy, who are looking for alternative ways of saving money. I don't think it's the greatest plan on the planet, and I think it's oversold. And again, I think it does circle back into the tragedy that I'm talking about of your kid deserves to go to college. Your kid deserves to have a chance at a good education. I think that's put on the parents. Some people say, I think the government should lower the cost of college. I'm not quite that socialist, although I do think college costs are out of control. And I think that needs to be a congressional probe or something. Because how can colleges be that expensive at this point in time? You're literally sending the kid to a dormitory room, which isn't glamorous. You're giving them cafeteria food, which is cafeteria food. And they're studying under a professor who can't, if you add up the math, can't be making that much money for the cost of college. Anyhow, and anyway, things to talk about, things that make me go, mmm. You're this Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. This is one of those shows where we don't talk specific economic data because we do that all week long. We do that five days a week. We do it hardcore. There's one day of the week where we have to talk theory and strategy. You can find out more about me at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. You can call the show, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, Again, doing things right and knowing what you're getting yourself into. One thing about me is I don't panic. And I also... In any, no way, shape, or form do I get greedy. I know what I'm getting myself into. I've seen 50% market corrections before, and you know how I feel about them? They suck. You know how I feel about, like, body odor? It stinks. But I've been with people who are like, well, they'll catch a whiff of body odor, and they're like, oh, my God. Oh. <coughs> Save the drama from Mama. You know, if something smells bad, it smells bad. You've seen a market correction before, big deal. Get used to it. This is Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. On the Wall Street Business Network. Find me online, robblack.com. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 
joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Chad, have you been listening to the show today? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, let's do a quick quiz. All right. <laughs> I love my first segment. Like my first segment. I started talking off saving, talking about saving for retirement, mm-hmm. insurance, how to buy a house, or the cost of children. Yeah, and you, I actually did. I did hear the part where you said you fund your retirement first, then your mortgage, then your expenses. Okay, good. Okay, so we got some up there. I like it. I have an I ego; it needs to be stroked. <laughs> so just like dogs, they they need to be loved. Don't have a dog unless you're gonna love it. I did talk about how a dog costs a hundred thousand dollars from the day you adopt it to the day it dies. Yeah, does that shock you a little bit? Um, no, it doesn't because well, I can't, can't talk about non-disclosure issues, but I've got a client that. Uh, is is involved with a, a new style of pet adoption, and it'll end up franchising, and it's going to be huge. Really? Yes. Can I get in on this? Uh, possibly. We'll talk I talked about, about a dog. We'll talk about it. What was it? A Tibetan Mastiff. A Tibetan Mastiff this week. Mm-hmm. $1.2 million to adopt. It's the most expensive dog in the world. The big dogs, tough. They break stuff. They break hips. They... You know what's funny is people get the, they want to get the nicest dogs, the, yeah. the purebreds. What does purebred mean? It basically means inbred. Hillbilly. Yeah, Arkansas. Yeah. There you go. So um, the coolest dog that I've seen, though, lately Uh-oh. is a forever puppy. Have you seen one of these? No, no, no. So I love golden retrievers. Okay. I haven't had a dog for a long time. I've got three kids, a business. You know, is this it's kind of tough. This is going to end up being creepy, isn't it? A forever puppy looks like a golden retriever puppy, but it never, ever changes. It looks like that forever. Is that nice That's the dog? cutest thing in the world. But that's not nice to the dog. I, I, they seem happy. You want <laughs> All the pictures, get, they look happy. I you want know. dogs to go through heat. You want them to go through... <laughs> well, they they through? still do that. They just look like a puppy. Okay. So, so they, all the older they dogs want them later in life. Go to college. <laughs> but no, wait. I want to get back to this. Because I can't be the only one who's sit, sitting here saying that's a shocking number. $100,000 to have a, a puppy. Like You basically, in your lifetime, say, I'm going to save for retirement, or you have a puppy. Yeah, it, <clears throat> things cost money. You know, one of the uh, we have a very slow population growth here. Right. In order to su- kind of support a growing economy, each woman needs to have 2.4 babies. Right. So, right now we're at about two babies uh, per person, um, and a lot of it is because people are saying, you know what, I don't want kids. I'll have a dog. Right. And that's good enough for me. And kids are like three hundred thirty thousand dollars now. They say from zero to seventeen. Yeah. So. And that does so. If you're not going to have 2.4 children, at least have three or four puppies. <laughs> if you want to do your part for the economy, yes, that'll help PetSmart. Yeah. Biggest cost of homeowner insurance. You know what it is, right? Or the number one claim on homeowner insurance, right? Trampolines. No dogs. dogs I think might. trampolines beat it now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Who, who, who has trampolines? Come to, my, come to my neighborhood, every other house has a trampoline. In fact, we just had um, that has to be the biggest a neighbor kid, a younger one. He broke his collarbone last summer, and uh. he just broke his uh, uh, tibia. Why would people do that? Well, I mean, the statistics are out there that, that trampolines are trouble. Yeah, they are. And you've got to have rules. In the, where people get hurt is when you've got a bigger kid with a little kid, yeah. and they do that double bouncing. Uh, a client of mine that's a podiatrist, that, um, more of a reconstructive ankle type of a person, the biggest injuries he sees in the summertime, guess what they are? Guess what the two biggest injuries for kids? Trampolines. And lawnmowers. Lawnmowers? Yeah, so you have the dad mowing the lawn. The kid wants to feel like they're helping the dad. and They sit there and they push behind the dad. Okay. Bad things happen. I would imagine so. Okay. 
So, best part of the Man Show ever. Do you remember the Man Show? I do. Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla still is kind of the man CB show. celebrity as a result yeah. of the Man Show. But he does a great podcast. You know, he's the number one podcast out there. Oh, is he? I didn't. I, I didn't realize. Three hundred fifty thousand people a day download his podcast. It's like a radio show. Um, yeah, because he's not. He used to be on the morning show. I thought his morning show was actually pretty good. Yeah. But then you came along and blew him out of the water. <laughs> I have replaced. <laughs> I had to my, stroke your ego there. I have replaced my fair share of people, um, of which one of them I did replace was Dennis Miller. That's thank God. And on oh TV, I beat. Um, on TV, it took me almost eight years to do it, but I finally beat The Price Is Right. <laughs> I never ever got past that. That's because uh, what's his name took over. There, there's, no, it was before. It was still, I beat Bob Barker in his prime. No way. I swear to you. Mm-hmm. Now the thing that I couldn't do was beat the cackling women. The View. <laughs> Oh, could not. <laughs> Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg is so uninteresting. She is horrible. She's just, she's not funny. Yeah. She's creepy. I, I, I'm not a Whoopi fan. So back to your, your forever puppy. That's kind of creepy. It is. Speaking of creepy. Back to stocks, though. Oh, no, no. The man show. The best thing they ever did was um, they'd have women in bikinis jumping up and down on trampolines. Yep. They did good. And again... We could talk about that years. Like, I don't really care. Like, trust me. If I want to see a beautiful woman, I'm going to see a beautiful woman. I don't have to turn on a television to see a woman jumping up down on trampoline or get my jollies. But we still talk about it 15 to 20 years after that show ended. Mm -hmm. I find that fascinating. What an iconic image. (laughs) So, okay. um, Money. Yeah. We hit puppies. Don't have puppies if you're poor. Don't hit puppies. Yeah. I'm not hating on puppies. Go with, um, like, a rat. Adopt a rat. Mm. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Hamster? Sure, sure. Justin Bieber just had a hamster die on him. And you would think there's a joke like there. on top of him? I don't, I'm not going there. <laughs> Was it covered in cocaine? Did it have a heart attack? <laughs> no, I'm not going there. Um, but yeah, have cheaper pets. You know what I saw the other day? What's that? Guy with a snake. I was out walking my $100,000 dog. Um, and, and you saw a guy walking around with a snake. No, I'm at the park, and this guy's by himself, and you instantly go, what's a guy doing by, at a, by himself at a position of dog around him? So dude at a park, you're like, uh-oh, may need to call the police. He may be stalking children. Like, that's the first thing that goes through my right. head. Especially if they're wearing a black trench coat, something like that. He stood out. Van parked nearby. Got closer to him. Got snake. He's taking a snake out, put him in the sun for the first time since the winter. It's like big snake day this week because it's a nice week. <laughs> No, you got to trampolines equal white trash, right? People no. have trampolines. I don't, I don't buy that. People have trampolines during like hurricanes. And one season. house where it was a sunken trampoline, so it was an in-ground trampoline at grass level. That was very injury-proof. Okay. <laughs> um, but snake. Can we if talk trampoline, bank stocks? <laughs> if trampoline equals white trash, destroy your house value. Pool destroys your house value. So. You know how many people with pools have tragedies? Oh, that's horrible. <coughs> well, and then you have the... It's a tough area to have a pool because one, uh, one good earthquake, yeah. I mean, you've got a lot of damage to repair. And a lot of the water that comes out of the pool sucks all your furniture and everything else around in it and dumps back into the pool and it's cracked. It's, it's just expensive. Don't ever buy a rental house. If you, know, if you want a pool at your own home, that's great. Have it. But don't ever invest in a rental house that has a pool and, but the problem with that is is that Why in is Arizona, that? Yeah. 
Almost everybody has a pool, right? I know almost every house is a rental house after all the foreclosures they went through. Right. And uh, so that's one of the biggest expenses that I see. I have a couple of clients that are big investors in, in Arizona have actually done really, really well. And it's kind of sold and then started buying a lot again about a year and a half ago. Yeah. And uh, that's the cost that comes up that'll eat, eat the entire year or two's worth of positive cash flow is the pool repairs. You know, I know a pool owner, uh, no, a pool installer mm-hmm. whose kid died in a, in a pool. Ugh. Could you imagine going to work, creating pools for other families? Thinking about it all day long? Thinking no. about it all day long. I couldn't do it. I'd have to change. Uh, no. Is that ironic or is that just circumstantial suck? I don't know. You have to ask Alana some more set. <laughs> there you go. It's like rain on your wedding day. Just, <laughs> just stinks. It's not ironic. Yep. yep. Um, what else do we need to talk about? If we weren't talking to the one, the only CFP, Chad Burton. Um, it's interesting to look at some of the bank stocks today after the stress test and the approval and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sector, so? well, sector investing is uh, what we're talking about. Kind of doing the best of here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Don't date it then? Yeah, don't date it. <laughs> so, but stress tests do yield, uh, do companies raise their dividends or not? Yeah. Which is... It, well, and that's, I mean, don't, you don't want to invest in a bank unless you've got a history of dividend increases. Wait, I always want to invest in banks. You know, one of my phrase, my mantras is the stock market can't go higher if banks don't take us higher. Yeah, I know, but the the thing is, is that your bank stocks aren't going to take you higher unless they continue to pay investors because they're trading. You know, they have when when you're coming out of a big market correction and the banks are trading at very very low PEs. What makes them attractive is that they return capital to shareholders, either raise their dividends or buy, give uh, share buybacks. And yeah. that's what you want to have to see now that banking rules are tougher. In the past, you wanted tech stocks not to pay a dividend. Now you're like, what am I if you pay a dividend? <laughs> like, there's certain sectors. Yeah. Utilities have to pay a dividend because utilities aren't going to suddenly go out and come up with the utility 2.0. Yeah, that's so. th- there's not they're regulated. They're very regulated. So that means they their growth is going to be stunted, and so you better give current cash to shareholders. Yeah, so certain sectors have certain characteristics. And what you're saying is banks are going through a a facelift right now. Yeah, and um, now it's the point where U.S. bank stocks aren't. I would with the European debt crisis with the mortgage, and you never know really what was on the balance sheets until certain tests came out. I would still avoid, until the European crisis is over, any banks overseas. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Rob Black has a financial interest in the success... You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. We started a fire that was never supposed to burn out. You started a band that was cool for a while, but it turned pretty bland. Before we change topics, I got an email from Mari who asks, what do you think about buying real estate in a college town where your kid goes to school? 
after the first year, kicked out of the dorm. Why not pay for their housing and buy something you own? Yeah, I think that's great as long as, um, I mean, the college town issues is what happens in a college town. You're going to end up with a three-bedroom house with six people living in it. Smelling of beer? Pretty much. So you need to make sure that it's pretty bulletproof in yeah. terms of the, the type of house that you own, the type of materials you put in the house. Uh, check on it often. Everything's made of linoleum. You, don't know, you never know what's growing in the basement. <laughs> Every room has a, a hose. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's, um, I mean, as we've said before, we love real estate investing as long as it's positive cash flow. As long as it's near jobs or yeah. schools. It's not like, in Mari, no disrespect, but everyone's thought about that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to think a little outside the box. Yeah, it's amazing, though. The, um, I was talking to somebody that was trying to buy in Marin. Yeah. And they really want a house that they can live in for the next three or four years, but they're going to move, so they want something that's a rental. So they're looking at kind of the, it's funny to say in the Bay Area, eight to $900,000 range for a rental property, right? It's crazy. And... Uh, Every everything that they're seeing at that level yeah. has five to ten bids at over the asking price right now. That's yeah. where we've gone in the real estate market. You know what I dislike about Marin, and I lived in Marin, so I'm allowed to say this. Restaurants stink. It's too oh, co- it's too cold. One is uh, Boca. I think it's Boca Steakhouse okay. in yeah. Novato. Novato's not really Marin. Uh, it's it's what ten fifteen minutes up yeah. up north. I, I, it's not Santa Rosa, but it's it's pretty far up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Boca's nice, but I always found we're in kind of like too much moss, too much, like, not enough sun. Yeah, well, because you lived in Sausalito for a while, lived so you got, you got fogged out down there. Lived in Corte Madera. A lot of tree huggers there, too, and I'm not much of a tree hugger. I'm more of a city boy. Oh, you're wearing flannel right now. I am wearing flannel. Flannel and socks with not, socks. Let's not destroy the myth of radio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm chewing on my toenails right now. <laughs> Drinking a two-liter Coke. <laughs> Actually, oh. it's a rock star, so there you go. You, yeah. need, to, you, need, to, you need to get sponsored. Just be quiet. <laughs> um, okay, so we, we hit that question pretty good. You could do it. Just cash flow positive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you've built up a portfolio, you're maxing out your IRAs, your 401ks, your Ross, all the really good retirement options, and, th- and you've got to make sure that you have, you know, at least six months' worth of expenses, your emergency reserves and cash, plus... You'd want at least a year's worth of your income. So if you're making $100,000 a year, have $100,000 in stocks or mutual funds in just a regular account. And then your next diversification would be fine. You're financially prepared to take that leverage option of real estate where can you find rental properties where you can put 20 or 30% down. And after you figure in all of your costs of property management, taxes, maintenance, insurance, all of those things, you're still positive cash flow. It's a great tool. It's the only really tool that you know, financial advisors like where there's leverage. And that's the only way that you end up keeping up with stocks in real estate is because it's somebody else paying the loan off for you and you've got very little cash in the deal. What do you think about the concept of staying with your concept of college towns have bad renters? Mm-hmm. Not ideal renters. Um, like Tahoe. I'd rather go after a, a romantic bungalow in Tahoe versus a ski house in Tahoe. Now, the ski house is going to get you a bigger, you know, weekly check. The romantic mm-hmm. bungalow is going to get you a smaller one, but the romantic bungalow is not going to get trashed by skiers. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the thing is, so the idea is that you want to be able to use that as your vacation home, too, right? Yeah. Well, there's... there's a, the romantic bungalow appeals more to me. If there's a certain amount of days that you can only use it. It's under 14 days, I believe. Is that in front right? Of me, where if, if you use it more than that, it's no longer a rental property. And... You don't get the same tax benefits of it. 
Well, that stinks. Yeah. How about family members? To rent to family members? Yeah. Rent below cost to family members. Yeah. I don't like doing anything for friends, family members, and things like that. Keep the. It's just. It's just. It just never seems to work out right. Chad, your sister's a lovely woman. If you had a nice place in Tahoe, you would certainly want to give her a week uh, at Tahoe. Oh, in terms of a vacation rental property? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have any problem with that because it's a short term contract that you get paid up front for. Okay. So. But as soon as sister loses the job, then what are you going to do? Kick sister out of the house? I was pretty. I, I, I liked your sister, by the way. I was thinking about asking her out, and I was like, he would kill me. She just got married last year, finally. So yeah, the, the grungy one. The grungy one. Uh, like the tea loving one. Don't you have like ten sisters? No, I have uh, two sisters, two brothers. Didn't you come from like a Mormon family with like forty siblings <laughs> no. in the mountains? Nope. <laughs> Three dads. No. Well, you're, if you're talking about uh, so my my. My dad retired in Cuenca, Ecuador, which is one of the top two cities now to retire outside of the U.S. Really? Um, so they live down there. And then my little sister, Lindsay, who you're talking about, okay. she moved down there and um, started a, a cafe. That's okay. And it's like the top, one of the top two rated places to eat for lunch in Ecuador, in Cuenca, Ecuador now. When you so she's that. doing really, really well. And, uh, Does she like it? Oh, th- she loves it. And then my See, I'm not, Adam, I'm one not of my other brothers, moved down there because he was running a uh, some sort of a music nightclub in Orange County, and he was just kind of done with it. So he moved down, and they're going to open up at night now and make it a more of a night scene as well. So yeah. They're doing well. What do you think about that alternative wired thinking? Clearly, they're not chasing the dream of a million dollars to retire in America. No, you know, I think it's part of it is um, what you're thinking of in terms of were you part of a come from a bunch of Mormons. My dad was a pastor at a church, and they did a lot of mission work all over the world. So she's they've seen you know poverty like you would not believe. So they're they're what they need in terms of material things is is, is pretty small, and they just all fell in love with Ecuador. They just love it down there. Interesting. Um, so they just kind of like the lifestyle versus you know the dream of. Early retirement in LA. Time, time like moves a lot slower, that's for sure, in oh, yeah. other countries. Gotta get your siesta. There you go. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at chadburton.com. It's chadburton.com. Clearly a man of high integrity. You can find him also at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. Talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Show dedicated to getting you to retirement. Show about retirement. Show about talking to financial issues without a lot of hula blue and sales fluff. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton is a financial planner. It is an accreditation. Tell us a little bit about that accreditation, Mr. Burton. Well, certified financial planner practitioner. Uh, basically, to get that designation, it's... Uh, Series of tests, taxes, insurance, retirement planning, estate planning, investing. You have to take a test in each one, pass them, and then you take a 10-hour final exam given over two days. Uh, typical annual pass rate is 54% for CFP, and then you can't use the designation unless you have at least three years of experience, and, and uh, now there's a degree requirement as well. Let's talk a little bit um, about financial planners. Typically, you have clients uh, of wealth, so they've created wealth in their life, they've done it through jobs, they've done it through investing, they've done it through inheritance, and they're looking for advice, they're looking for insight, they're looking for planning, they're looking for kids' colleges, and making sure that money lasts till the day they die, hoping to pass it on 
in tax official. It's, it's a pretty complicated process, but you have all sorts of clients. Yeah, I mean, so who we're not for is the people that are younger starting out, and then the best thing you do is figure out how to save 10 to 15% of your pay as soon as you start working. So you pick some you know, good asset allocation in your 401ks. You pick a couple of uh, index funds for your taxable accounts, and you save, save, save on a monthly basis. But once you start building wealth and you, you're worried as much about the downside as upside, and then you have all these other aspects in life. How much insurance do I need? Um, how do I send my kids to college? Should I use a 529 plan? What do I do about my estate plan? What's my asset location so I pay the least amount of taxes in terms of if you have an asset allocation plan? Where should your small cap, your, your mid cap, your emerging markets be held versus your tax-free bonds versus your stocks, your index funds? So putting it all together, keeping it organized and saying, okay, are you on track on an annual basis? Has your portfolio done well enough? Has yeah. your expenses stayed where we projected? Has your overall net worth, which includes your business and your, and your real estate, is everything on track? Are you going to be re- be able to retire? Are you going to be able to kids send your kids to college and meet your estate planning goals? A couple thoughts on this is that I met you 15 years ago, roughly, and uh, I was working as an investment advisor, and you know I could handle portfolios and, and beat the market. That was my goal. That was my business model. Um, but my dad died 20 years ago, roughly, and I saw that my mom had a different financial plan than my dad did. Like I started seeing that different people had different needs. Um, women, and my dad, he never let my mom see the taxes. He had her sign the taxes. She didn't even see the taxes. That's how condescending my dad was towards women and money. We come from a different time, you and me, where we look at women as our peers, whereas my dad, women weren't financially, they didn't do the they didn't do the checkbook, you know. Dad did the checkbook at the end of the month. Yep. Any initial thoughts on women and money? Well, first of all, it's... It's the same now, but it doesn't. It's not as much gender-based. So typically, in a in a relationship, okay, um, it's almost always just one person that's really focused on the retirement plan, the investing, the budget. Yeah, let's say, and the other person just trusts the other to do it. So I'm seeing more women now taking that role than men, especially when when I look at people under the age of 50. Over the age of 50, Rob, it's still kind of the split. It's, it tends to be the, the guy focused on the investing, the spending, the budgeting, all that type of thing. Interesting, right? Yeah, it is. It's, um, and Time's changed. It, it's definitely changed. And what's, what's amazing is that there's still not enough education because everybody should be involved with it. Um, but you get into a, a relationship, and typically some people are good at one thing and some people are good at another, so you got to kind of... Nine, divide and conquer. But see, here's where statistics start saying that you're likely wrong. 95% of women are their family's primary financial decision maker at some point in their lives. Ooh, there's the, the rub, at some points in their lives. So that's about 51% of spending $14 trillion. That's uh, spending. So that what you just said there is in charge of what we're going to spend money on. Not necessarily save. Right. Do you think there's barriers that remain for women in financial planning and women both as a client as well as a business model? No, because I see a lot of CFPs specialize in you know, target marketing women and divorce divorcees, essentially. Okay. There's no CFPs that specifically target men. Hey, I specialize in men's financial planning, you know what I mean? It's almost like reverse. So I think it's a well-known issue. I think we all know that women live longer. Yep. Um, women, uh, you know, we're seeing long-term care insurance rates skyrocket for women because they're the ones that tend to go into the nursing home and stay there the longest period of time. 
Right. Um, so you have live, you're living longer, and you have a lot higher health insurance costs and long-term care and nursing home and home health care costs in the future. My mom took care of my dad when he needed his nursing. Mm-hmm. She was his nurse. He died. Now she's been into a nursing home three times in the last five years, and it's expensive. Um, fortunately, good, good Medicare and good uh, Army pension plan tied towards that. So women, I tend to think, and even I'll even say men here, but I, I'm going to say women because I want women to get in the kitchen and get me a muffin. Um, I'll say women here because <laughs> no, no, it takes something. Click, I can just hear the dials. <laughs> Go get me a muffin, lady. Um, oh wait, you're my boss. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, for me, it took some sort of life event to really get serious about money. I think most people have to go through a divorce. Most people have to like uh, be in a car wreck and lose their ability to earn income. Most people have to something clicks in their head that says, I don't want to work till the day I die. I'm going to get serious about money. Yeah, I mean, if you even talk about divorce, it's not like if you separate, it's not like your expenses are exactly cut in half, right? Right. Because then you have two people, and you might have two or three kids, so you have two people that need a you know three- or four-bedroom home. Okay. And, you know, you, it's not like things are cut in half, so it's you have this expensive divorce process, then your expenses are the same, yet you have to pay somebody else or you're receiving less from somebody else in terms of alimony and child support than when you were together. So your ability to save for retirement is cut drastically. You know one of the the problems I have with women and talk about wealth is there's people like Susie Orman who come up with dumb phrases like women of wealth. Wow. Come on, ladies of wow. Like, (laughs) it's condescending, isn't it? It is. The rah-rah crap, I just... No, I don't like it. Yeah, there, there's too much condescension because we know that they're a unique group that has never been marketed to. Therefore, we come up with just condescending terms and how to relate to them, and I hate it. So, um, But we'll keep talking about this. Clearly, women who are single are different than women who are divorced, who are different than women who are widowed, or different than women who are married. Uh, we got about a minute here in this segment, uh, prenup, postnup. We'll talk about all of these issues. We'll talk about what I refer to as a gray divorce. Uh, you're the Strat Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. How can people find you, Mr. Burton? Newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And if, especially if women have some money questions right now, 800-516-1220. Let's, let's talk to them live. Yeah, yeah. And I'll let you talk to them because you know me. You don't, you don't like your listeners. I, just, I, get, <laughs> I get nervous. And like They call up and they're about to say something nice and I tear them down. So you anyway, are mean lately. I am not mean. You are mean. That is callers. that is such a myth. Um, although I will say that some people call us some pretty dumb questions. So no question is a dumb question, Rob. Oh no, there are dumb questions. Okay, and there's true. dumb there's dumb people too. See uh, now you just scared. People are about to dial and they just hung up the phone. Well, they were about to dial and ask about gold. <laughs> <laughs> I want to buy a gold coin. Glenn Beck told me. What would you say to that person? Sure, if you like to pay overpay 25% for an asset, go for it. Let's drop back your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Let's jump to a caller. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Mickey? Oh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Rob. Hi. Uh, I have a question for you. I'm, I um, am widowed and I have assets, substantial assets, and I have a revocable living trust, and most of my assets are contained in a Roth IRA, and my beneficiaries are my two children. Now, if I'm considering getting remarried at some point, how would I protect those assets and make sure they uh, go to my two children and their adults? First and foremost, watch out for guys like me, because I'm always looking for a wealthy widow. (laughs) 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 Especially if they're in bad health. (laughs) Even better. Um, here's what you, you, you have to make sure you do not commingle your separate property with any community property. So once you get married, um, what you're going to have is, do you own a company by any chance or you, you work for somebody? I work for a corporation. Okay. So once you get married, your salary that you make is going to be community property. Okay. Okay. So you got to make sure that once you get married, that you no longer fund that certain Roth account. Right. Okay. And um, that way you, you know what, you know, cut off all of those accounts that you had prior to marriage. Don't fund those anymore with community property to keep it clean. If you want to fund something else, just open new accounts. Okay. And if you guys end up getting together and doing a joint living trust, you can, you've got to clearly spell out in the trust what's community property and separate property. Um, mm-hmm. And this is what people do. They they have a living trust, and then in the back of it, it's a Schedule A and a Schedule B. Schedule A is usually community property. Schedule B is separate property. Um, and then it doesn't hurt if you're, you're going to get married, and you want to make sure that it's very clear that these are my assets, and you don't you don't get to touch any of these assets if something happens to the marriage. Then spell that out on a prenup for sure, especially mm-hmm. if you're making more than who you're going to marry. It's very important. Okay. Do, do, well, the, it's not, do the prenup do the prenup okay. like three months before your marriage, mm-hmm. not the day of mm-hmm. marriage, because <laughs> you will both freak out and it'll look like you coerced them. Like I'm not going to marry you unless you sign this. Well, it, it's got to be even longer than that because you, you each have to have your attorneys look oh. over it. Um, you, you typically want to do this before you cohabitate too. This has been an issue, especially in the state of Washington, um, where prenups have not held up. From what I understand, talking to an attorney, if people cohabitated for a long period of time before they got married. It's, they looked at it and said, you know what? Well, you were technically cohabitating well before this prenup, so it's it's there's issues with it. Um, and don't hide assets in a prenup because then it looks like you're lying in the first place. That makes the deal non-negotiable again. Yep. Okay. You, you come into the prenup, you you know, with the list of assets and liabilities, be very very clear about it. Put everything on the table. This is your chance to talk to your you know spouse that you're going to have about money, and see if that communication is going to go well. Um, that's that's where a lot of you know marriages relationships are so fun in the first two years until the nitty gritty comes into play. And I can't tell you how many friends that I've known that have gotten married and realized that their new person was actually in debt and made less money than they realized. Should she just do a an AB trust now? Should she just? She already has living trust, so yeah. I mean, it's if you're really looking at having it separate. Again, there's two ways to do it. You guys each have your own living trusts, and you can even name each other in your living trust. In other words, if you guys go in together and you buy a house in the future, you can have your share of the house owned under your trust, and you can even have it so that your spouse, if you pass away before them, can stay in that house indefinitely, but once they're passed, your share of that house goes to you know who you want it to go to. 
So okay, it works both ways. You can each have your own separate living trust, or you can eventually have a joint revocable living trust as long as it spells out uh, separate property and community property very, very clearly, and you update it every couple of years. Okay, because I, I did update my trust within the last year, and right now, of course, I've been single, so and it spells out clearly that my two children are inheriting what I have. And then my Roth IRAs, of course, those are outside of the trust, and so they are listed as my beneficiaries on, on that. So would I have to do anything about my Roth IRAs then when I get married? Or No, um, I would just not fund those just to be very, very safe and clear because, like I said, you're, once you get married, your, your income is going to be community property in most cases. And, again, I'm not an attorney, but this is uh-huh. what you, you just you kind of have to create a cutoff date. And so okay, leave that Roth okay. alone, uh-huh. and any future fundings go into a new Roth IRA account so you can clearly spell out that account okay. number. So I'll just leave those alone and set up a new one once I get, you know, leave. Okay, got it. Keep, yeah, but so the other thing is, too, is that, you know, you're, once you get married, if the other person, they've got to they've also have a trust, too, because if they die without one, you can end up in probate issues on certain parts of the property. So make sure that if they have children as well, that their estate plan is pretty well cleared, clearly spelled out and that they have a trust as well. Okay. He's planning on doing a trust also because he has – actually, he has minor children. My children are adults. And um, so I, I I don't know. I just – we're just in the beginning stages of planning this, and we've discussed some of this, and um, so I'm not sure how to go forward. That's why I called you. So, so how are those conversations going with the – you've got – the adult children that he has younger children, have, have the conversation's gone well, or is it a little bit awkward? Um, well, they've gone really well. They've gone well. You know how teenagers are. He's frustrated with his teenagers. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, he wants to send them to college, and he plans on continuing his he, – he has a nice – he has a pretty good occupation, so he's, he wants to keep working, and um, he's pretty stable, I think. Good, good. Well, if any time to get pre-marriage counseling when you start talking about money and what happens, especially when you have kids from prior marriages, um, now's the time to do it. Okay, great. Good luck with that. Suggestions? Um, Uh, Where to go or um, who to who to seek help from um, for both of us? In terms of the communication. Um, well, you said seek help. Should we go to an attorney then, and both of us, or a counselor? Well, yeah, you each have to have your attorney. If you're going to do separate trusts, you have your separate attorneys, mm-hmm. and those same attorneys might be able to handle a prenup. Mm-hmm. But if okay. you start having problems talking about the issues in the prenup, then just a, a counselor. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're pretty good about discussing everything. We're good. pretty open about it. We're at the point in life that we just want to... We look forward to traveling and enjoying life at some point in the future once we, you know. Thanks for the call. Okay, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your help. Wow. Yeah, and Rob, a lot of people like that, too. They they end up kind of having two financial plans. Yeah. They want to know, can I, can I be okay if I retire on my own? And then they have a separate financial plan that's joint with the new spouse. So they actually have two financial plans that they... They look at. Were you thinking what I was thinking? That he's getting remarried to have someone take care of his kids. Because her kids are her kids are adults. It just seems like he doesn't want to take care of his kids. They're teenagers. They're rambunctious. He wants the woman to stay (laughs) at home. I love your negative look and read into this stuff. That's funny. We should have a service where you could turn in your troubled teenagers. Oh yeah. Just get rid of them. Aren't all teenagers troubled though? No, it's perfect. Yeah. I was ideal. Yeah. I listen to European pop music. Alphaville. You liked Luff Balloons? 
I did. <laughs> How many did you have? 99? I had 99. Oof, boobs. <laughs> and you know what's great about that? When you're watching MTV and Nina lifts up her arm and she's got that European armpit hair. And like, a Euro mullet. And you're like, oh, the fantasy's over. Yeah. Armpit hair. Since I heard the music, the fantasy was over. Same 1220 kitty Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.